0: Morning, I'm Annika Colbert. It's Thursday, January 6th, short staffing at some of the largest employers in San Diego. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. California has extended its statewide mask mandate, requiring people to wear masks in indoor public settings till February 15th. That's according to the state's Health and Human Services Secretary, Dr. Mark Galley. The mask mandate began in mid-December and was originally scheduled to expire in mid-January. Galley says the decision to extend the mask mandate was the result of the rising COVID-19 case numbers and the high transmission rate of the Omicron variant. Galley says people people should consider wearing higher grade masks rather than simple scarves or loose fitting cloth face coverings. Meanwhile, San Diego State University says spring semester will begin with virtual classes out of an anticipation of a continuing surge of COVID-19 cases. In person classes are now scheduled to begin on February 7th. They were previously scheduled to resume in mid January. That's according to City News Service. State Schools Chief Tony Thurmond announced plans on Wednesday to help California students coping with pandemic anxiety and learning loss. That includes recruiting 10,000 mental health clinicians and expanding literacy efforts, programs that might already be included in Governor Gavin Newsom's state budget proposal that's coming out next week.
1: And even if these things aren't in the budget, we intend to pursue them fully in legislation because at the end of the day, they only become law if they go through the legislature and they get voted on by the end of the legislative cycle.
0: From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need.
2: Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen.
0: Some of the region's largest employers are finding it hard to keep staffing levels up in the middle of the current surge of COVID-19 infections. KPBS's Eric Anderson has more.
3: The Omicron variant is now the region's dominant COVID strain and the virus is driving record numbers of infections. The region's biggest employers, like Sharp Healthcare, are being buffeted by the disease.
1: At present, we have 525 SHARP team members who are COVID-19 positive and currently not working. Uh, And without a doubt, as I said, the current Omicron surge is exacerbating, which is what has already been a difficult situation in terms of staffing.
3: SHARP CEO Chris Howard says there are fewer people being treated for serious COVID ailments this year compared to last winter's surge, but he says there are fewer people to care for those who need medical help.
1: We have... uh, 250 hospitalized patients today versus the 600 we had a year ago. So we're not near the capacity we were this time last year, nor are other facilities.
3: UC San Diego's medical complex is also feeling the crush of new infections. That hospital facility has more than 600 positive COVID tests among staff members in the past week. Um,
1: you know, from the very first patients that we took from Wuhan, China, when, you know, when the first planes landed in Myanmar and and to now, this has been where I've been the most concerned about, uh, about where we sit. And it's just because every day so many staff are going out.
3: Mason says 196 UC San Diego health staffers have had positive tests in just the past 24 hours. San Diego firefighters have cut back on services because of infections. And all of the county's largest employers are riding out the wave of infections linked to the rapid spread of the Omicron virus. Eric Anderson, KPBS News.
0: The search for COVID-19 rapid tests continues from many San Diego County school districts. A delivery of test kits from the State Department of Health fell far short of what was requested by county officials. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez has more.
1: This truck is headed to the Chula Vista Elementary School District, loaded with COVID-19 at-home antigen rapid test kits. The Poway Unified School District, Escondido Union, and Hamul Dulzura Districts scored big, two They were some of the lucky ones. Based on Governor Newsom's December promise to provide 6 million rapid tests to public schools across the state, the San Diego County Office of Education requested 500,000 test kits to cover students here. They got 193,000 of them in these boxes delivered late Tuesday. The word went out and within minutes they were all reserved and then distributed on a first-come, first-served basis today. Hector Corona is the director of student services for the Darnell Charter School in southeast San Diego, which has 512 students in kindergarten through eighth grade.
3: Anxiety levels a little bit up,
4: especially right now with the surge that's going on. Um, but we're doing as best we can, as best as we can. You know, we're maintaining the safety protocols, and you know what, we're there to serve our students.
1: Districts that did not get supplied today are now on a waiting list for a future delivery whenever that happens. Nancy Hensley showed up, mistakenly thinking she could get a rapid test for her 8-year-old son.
4: Some people in our household came out positive, and we need to send him back to school, so I want to test him again, just make sure that he's okay.
1: The surge in COVID cases and confusion has forced educators and school officials to change directions constantly. Public health in the new year is now as important as learning. San Diego Unified has put a pause on off-season extracurricular activities for the rest of the month in an attempt to stop the spread of COVID. A written statement said, in part, after consulting with our medical experts and to lessen the possibility of transmission through the highly contagious Omicron variant, the district has instituted a pause to off-season athletic practices for the remainder of January. San Diego Unified continues to monitor and assess the threat. The district received its rapid test shipment before winter break. These valuable boxes are on their way to other students around the county waiting to know if they have COVID or not. M.G. Perez, KPBS News.
0: There's a new way to get around Encinitas, KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne says an electric bike sharing program launched on Wednesday.
4: Encinitas visitors will begin to see colorful electric bikes and docks on Coast Highway. Similar to other bike sharing programs, the electric bike is unlocked through a cell phone app. But this program has a major difference, says Tim Perkey with Encinitas Beach Cycle, which is running the program.
2: Accountability. Uh, it provides for a much uh, nicer experience for both the rider and the just the community. To
4: complete a ride, the cyclist must return the bike to a docking station.
2: You never will have bikes just abandoned in front of businesses, on sidewalks, uh, in intersections, uh, and anything like that.
4: 30 minute rides are $7, and monthly and annual passes will be available. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News.
0: An iconic San Diego landmark is getting some much-needed repairs thanks to a generous donation by a local organization. KPBS reporter Alexandra Rangel has more on the regional landmark. The iconic Junipero Sera Museum sits on Kumeyaay territory
5: in Presidio Park. The historical site was the first permanent European settlement in 1769 in what is today the state of California. And the 93 year old museum is in need of restoration. Not long ago, this building was starting to show its age. Mayor Todd Gloria says the Serra Museum is vital in keeping San Diego's heritage alive. This restoration will help further that. It will attract more people to come to this site and understand the storied history from the original San Diegans uh, to the present day and to the many people in between. The Conrad Prebys Foundation is making sure that happens. They're giving the San Diego History Center $330,000 to restore the north tower and east façade of the Serra Museum. Chair of the foundation, Tony Cortez, says the foundation was pleased to be able to grant the award, as the site is a sacred place for many.
3: I've got a, a bit of a soft spot in my heart, myself, for this location. Uh, my wife, Sarah, and I, 43 years ago, were married on the hillside. There's a little concrete footbridge
5: The restoration work is expected to be completed by mid-February. Work crews are already on site and working on North Tower. While Junipero Serra has become a controversial figure of late, officials did not want to discuss the issue during today's ceremony. Alexandra Rangel, KPBS
0: News. Do you remember the game of Double Dutch? It's a beloved childhood pastime for many. The game includes a group using two jump ropes with one person in the middle. KPBS Race and Equity reporter Christina Kim says some local women are reclaiming Double Dutch as adults and creating a healing space in the process.
6: Any given Wednesday night at the Allied Gardens Community Center, chances are you'll hear the sound of music echoing off the basketball court cement. You'll also hear the sound of women all over the age of 40 laughing and playing double dutch. I'm excited when I come to double dutch. Like when I know it's Wednesdays, you can ask my husband and my son. I'm like, it's double dutch Wednesdays. That's Citra Shields, the captain and founder of San Diego's 40-plus double dutch chapter. She first started the club last summer after seeing a viral video on Facebook about the original 40-plus double Dutch group in Chicago. I looked at it and I said, wait, where are these women? I need friends like this. She organized a club and then started spreading the word locally. I put it on Black San Diego and asked, hey, um, I'm looking for women over 40. If you're interested, DM me. And I had about 50, 50 50-plus women say hey i'm interested where are you 15 of those 50 women became the core san diego chapter they're all older than 40 years old and proud of it okay,
3: youngest right. <laughs> oh you're going
6: to be older than in fact their ages are emblazoned on the back of their club t-shirts that's the only rule everyone's welcome but you have to be a woman and you have to be over 40
4: we don't want to deal with men with boyfriends, with husbands. We don't want to deal with kids. This, we want this to be a time for us.
6: Pamela Robinson is the founder of the First 40 Plus Double Dutch Group in Chicago, and she oversees over 100 subclubs around the world. Because at the age of 40, you do so much for other people. We're always doing for
4: other people and holding everything together for everybody else. So we need some time to just hold ourselves together.
6: Back in San Diego, Rosa Barr-Williams has been part of the group since the beginning. I think it's just bringing out the
5: youth in in all of us, and that's why I think it's the 40-plus, you know? Although you're 40,
6: it doesn't matter. You can still come here, have fun, bring your childhood games with you. The formula is simple. Each time the club meets, they take turns playing Double Dutch. So now, this is just us getting our Double Dutch Our warm up, they hula hoop, we got 40, we got 50, we got 60, and they dance. It's really good exercise, but it's also more than that. I've had several horrible days and
5: If it wasn't on a Wednesday where we do meet, it was one of my sisterhoods in the back behind me, all of my sisters being able to help me out, being able to just reach out outside of the whole jump. You know, Wednesday is just the day we come together, but we're there for each other each and every week.
6: And that sisterhood is exactly what Regina Dixon-Reeves was looking for when she joined the group after moving to San Diego in July.
5: We
1: have such a small uh, black population in San Diego, about 5%. And so I was just looking for people who kind of looked like me, who had some of the activities that I did.
6: Shortly after moving, she had to get emergency dental surgery. She didn't know anyone. It was Rosa, her fellow jumper, who took care of her and told her,
1: Girl, you're here by yourself. I'll drive you. I'll see about you. I'll make sure that you're all right, right? If I hadn't had this group, I wouldn't have had that connection.
6: In the end, it's a place all their own where they can
1: reconnect with who they used to be. For an hour, hour and a half, you get to just kind of laugh and joke and be a kid again. Um, Be a black girl. That is wonderful. Because one thing about it, many of us black girls, we grew up a lot too fast. And so this gives you a chance to revisit that.
6: Because sometimes, in order to be an adult in this world, it helps to remember what it was like to be a kid again. Which is why, every Wednesday, these local San Diego women are making the time to lace up their sneakers and play until the lights go out. Christina Kim, KPBS News.
0: Coming up last month, Congress threw out plans to require women to register for the draft. We'll have more on that next, just after the break. Last month, Congress ditched a controversial measure that would have required women to register for the Selective Service. Men must register when they turn 18 and can be forced into the military if the U.S. ever reinstated the draft. But supporters of gender-neutral registration say they'll keep working to include women. Desiree DiOrio reports for the American Homefront Project.
4: It was the closest the country has come to requiring women to register for the selective service. The House of Representatives and the Senate Armed Services Committee approved the historic change as they debated the annual defense spending package. Then it got stripped out during closed-door negotiations. Support for the requirement has united unlikely political allies. Democratic Senator Kirsten Gillibrand from New York, a member of the Armed Services Committee, calls it a gender equality quality and a national defense issue.
6: To say only men are needed in that moment of a national emergency is outrageous and obscene.
4: Gillibrand says she's determined to get the law passed, whether that's through annual defense spending or a standalone bill. Republican Senator Joni Ernst from Iowa also backs the measure. The Army veteran says a draft is very unlikely, but women would be essential in any future conflict.
0: She could also choose to serve in a cyber unit where she is sitting behind lines where she's safe, but certainly working to disrupt the enemy. All of these jobs are important.
4: The call to include women in the selective service has picked up steam as women have expanded their footprint in the military. While congressional Democrats are largely united on the issue, Republicans are split. Republican Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene said at a September meeting of the House Rules Committee that women would be unfairly disadvantaged if forced to fight.
6: Men and women are
4: not physically the same, and women do not possess an equal opportunity to survive on the battlefield in direct combat with
5: battle-hardened men. And I can say that as a woman who can deadlift 300 pounds, can do more pull-ups than anyone else in this room and run faster than
4: any of you. The push to require women to register with the Selective Service reflects a report last year from a commission Congress created. It recommended Congress keep the Selective Service in place as a last resort in case the U.S. faces a threat too big for the all-volunteer military to handle. And it said women should be required to register too. Republican former Congressman Joe Heck from Nevada served as chairman.
1: Congress has once again shirked their responsibility to answer an important question that they themselves raised that they chartered a commission to review, which commission returned a report with a recommendation that both houses accepted in their respective drafts, only to have it taken out as a political maneuver.
4: Meanwhile, some feminist groups are calling on Congress to dismantle the selective service system altogether. Code Pink is an anti-war group that formed in 2002 during the run-up to the Iraq War. National Director Carly Town says supporters of expanding the Selective Service use false feminist language.
5: It's premised on the idea that gender equality means expanding the opportunity for women to be coerced into joining the U.S. military. Our take is abolish it for everyone. That is true gender equality. This summer,
4: the Supreme Court rejected a case that argued the all-male selective service is discriminatory. The justices said the issue was for Congress to decide. Former Congressman Joe Heck hopes now the Supreme Court will revisit the issue.
0: And that was Desiree Diorio reporting from Long Island. This story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.